hello, hello, podcast listeners. We're back for another episode of PWC Connections, the podcast. We are still in the bucket. We are still trying to bring you information and great content so you can get more familiar with Fayetteville's hometown utility. I am one of your hosts. My name is Lamont Henson, and joining me is none other than... I'm Courtney Lucas. What's up, Courtney? Hey, we're still doing this. They keep giving us the keys to this room and they keep letting us play with all this fun equipment. That is correct. This is our 51st episode. Once again, I want to give a shout out to NC3C, the North Carolina City and County Communicators for recognizing our podcast with a first place in audio for excellence in communications. We greatly appreciate that and we want to continue to build on that and see how we can be more innovative that's a great segue into today's show <laughs> so as our listeners know we typically um speak to guests about different campaigns that we're promoting so for example uh we recently spoke to some gentlemen from our water side about water quality uh, last month was all about uh work zone safety um we've talked about winterizing your home um the rp3 award things like that but we did want to be innovative and we thought why don't we talk to employees mm -hmm. who make this business work day in and day out. Right. A lot of our customers are aware that we have linemen because they see them on the streets up in bucket trucks. They're aware of our water construction employees because they see them in the streets uh, down in trenches. Um, they're aware of our customer service reps because, you know, they're on the phones. They're But there are approximately 650 employees at PwC. Um, and so we wanted to introduce you all to someone who is very important to the organization, but you probably have no idea he exists. Who is it? His name is Kevin Meltzer. Hey, Kevin. That's hey, a, guys. What an intro. That was a fantastic intro. <gasps> Hence the reason we won a first place award. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Um, so, Kevin, you are our innovations manager, uh, which is a really cool title. Yes. And we want to know all about it. So can you please tell us about yourself before we get into the meat and potatoes um, about what you do here? Well, uh, yes, I am Kevin Meltzer, uh, Innovations Manager here at PwC. Um, I've been here for about just over two, uh, two years. Um, Goes quick and you came around COVID. So I man. came, I started uh, the March 2nd and then two and a half weeks later, they said COVID, everyone... Wow. work from home you yeah. know I, we didn't shut down operations but sure. mm -hmm. uh, operations uh internally were altered right and i've worked remotely for the first half of the year so it was very interesting meeting everyone in the organization uh virtually mm -hmm. through through zoom skype ms teams through video conferencing mm -hmm. uh until things kind of eased up and they brought us slow they slowly brought us back into the office uh and then i started meeting people again for the first time a year later um, you know, face to face, and it's still to today. I'm still meeting employees uh, face to face for the first time. Right. I want to know about your background. What's your education? Um, your educational background and your work experience. Um, well, my academic, my educational background is I actually have a bachelor's degree in criminal justice. Uh, I was not expecting that. Yeah, I um. Well, prior to going to school for my four year degree, I was uh, in the United States Marine Corps. So because of what I did, I did a signals intelligence analyst, learned Morse code and a couple of other things with uh, radio wave propagation and electronic communications. 
I thought I would go into the NSA, Secret Service, FBI. So I went back for my degree for criminal justice. Okay. And as soon as I got my degree there, someone else, uh, a buddy of mine, came to me and said, hey, I'm doing this really cool technology training program called Top Gun. And I, th- I said, hey, let me learn technology, the, you know, how to code. I can use that on top of my operational skill set on, on, from an operational perspective when I was in the military. And I can then be a super hacker, <laughs> FBI, NSA, super sleuth guy behind the scenes. So I went back to uh, vocational school and I learned how to do coding and uh, SQL and Java and all different types of, you know, HTML and JavaScript when uh, the web was at, at its infancy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I got out of that program and I worked for Lucent Technologies as a contractor, as a coder. And I thought I would still go into government work. Someone I knew said, hey, we have a program at this other company. Give me your resume. I'll submit it. I ended up going and I met with a whole different uh, bunch of managers and they hired me. I I got an offer where the government work wasn't coming as fast as I wanted Uh it to come. So I started my corporate career and that was in the financial services industry. Mm -hmm. So here I am. I have a criminal justice degree, which I really don't use i have to admit (laughs) it gave me a good skill set and background Uh because i took sociology classes and psychology classes so it gave me a little bit of um it learned i was able to learn a little bit more about people itself like soft skills exactly exactly um so then i was in financial services um as a techie uh doing coding uh I stayed in the financial services industry, but my career changed. From there, I went into systems analysis to become a business analyst and then project and program management. So I got out of the techie part coding and I got into managing techie. So from there, I moved on. I went to other industries um, through, you know, I was a service management and shipping logistics. I worked for the state of Florida where I was a director of uh, IT applications. Uh, I worked for a telecom company after that as director of operations Mm -hmm. for their fulfillment process with their shipping and logistics and um equipment coming out of them though the the uh i'm sorry my my mind's going blank here a little bit you have a lot lot. going on in there so So like the guy from taking you have a very interesting set of skills uh, yes so from there i was director of operations um from the the whole shipping logistics from our plants where we built the products Mm -hmm. all the way out to fulfillment working with our end customers such as AT&T, Segra, uh, et cetera, you know, a couple of other channel suppliers that we had. That's amazing. And from there, um, I ended up at Fayetteville uh, for here at Fayetteville PwC. So yeah, very, uh, you know, I I would never have planned this, my my career path, I never would have guessed it. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's been very diverse in industries, in locations, uh, the people I met. And um, yeah, I, so far I've, I've landed here and we, you know, when I say we, my, my wife and I, we really enjoy the Carolinas. It's where we've always wanted to be. Prior to here, we were in Florida. Okay. okay. We we're in Florida for three years and we really enjoyed it. But for other personal reasons, mm-hmm. it just wasn't where we needed to be or had to be due to family. And um, we always wanted to come to Carolinas. We, I found this opportunity, interviewed, 
Um, I met with Paula Schombach, Susan Fritzen, mm -hmm. and they were both fantastic. And I'm not just saying that because they're my bosses. Um, <laughs> I can attest they are fantastic. <laughs> uh, it was a Susan's my mentor. So yeah, yeah it, it was it was a great experience. Um, and then the you know the, the 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 most interesting thing was my very first day here. Yeah. Uh, in the elevator, Lamont and other people are like, "Oh, you're Kevin. You're the new innovations guy." And I was looking at everyone, I was like, how do you know this? <laughs> I had no clue. It was shocking uh -huh. that everyone that I ran into knew me before I even met them. Yeah. Um, and that was due to the communications, internal communications, mm -hmm. the email blasts that go out with your picture and a little blurb about you. Mm -hmm. And I was pleasantly surprised uh, that when I came on board, I was welcomed from day one. It Absolutely. Was, it was really, it was very interesting. So from day one on, as the innovations manager, what is a day-to-day -day like for you? What do you do? Well, day to day, it's different almost every day. Um, I personally wear multiple hats within my department. Um, I, I will focus on the innovation side, but I also manage the application specialist role, which has morphed and changed due to organizational changes. Um, now the team is process improvement analysts, uh, which does have uh, overlap into innovations because some of the some of the ideas that were uh, suggested in prior teams, we we go through, we have this, what's called the Power I team, and it's short for PwC's own water and electric uh, reinvented, or re reimagining, sorry, reimagining innovations teams. So um, I hope I don't jump around here, but the process improvement analyst role they currently work across the organization with different departments and they look where they can have some added value. They can either improve something or uh, reduce some type of cost or whatever within the organization. And when an idea comes through and gets selected by the executive committee through the process, it will go to a process improvement analyst to help do a pilot program to see, you know, is there truly added value? It just, you know, an idea might sound cool, but, you know, is the the juice worth the squeeze, you know, so yeah. they might be engaged into doing some type of pilot project or, or help, um, investigate and do a determination of, you know, yes, this is really sounds cool, mm -hmm. but it is cool. There is a bang for the buck. There is, um, there is a benefit to, you know, either PwC or to our customers. Um, on the innovation side when the power i team generates ideas or what we're doing new for this year we're opening up an online portal so everyone across the organization is going to be able to submit their ideas oh nice if you don't have to be on the team you could be anywhere at any time doing anything and you can submit an innovative idea which will go through the power i team and get vetted nice um so i know i, I talked a lot but to kind of spool this and bring this all back full circle we validate and we we review and we rank these ideas based upon the strategic objectives of PwC. So not only will it have a financial or would it possibly have a financial impact to PwC or will it make PwC a great place to work, have an employee engagement, uh, it also could have an impact to the customer. Will it make, um, will it, or not make, but will it save our customers money? Mm -hmm. Will it impact their, you know, the bottom line? Will it save them in time when it comes to contacting us? You know, uh, 
uh, problem resolution. I mean, it could be anything. We, so we try to, the Power I team, when we rate and we rank these ideas that come in, we try to make sure that they hit our strategic objectives mm -hmm. as well. And we rank them accordingly and it goes through an algorithm that's been created and then it pops up what are the best ideas. And those ideas will then go to the executive committee and they review everything as well. They don't, you know, they'll review it to see has it been done before? Mm -hmm. Is it already in the strategic plan? Uh, some ideas that came through, I wasn't aware of, and I, I've talked to Susan. She's like, oh, that's already set for fiscal year 24. Okay. So they they don't say yes or no based upon personal preference. It's an unbiased approach. All the ideas come in um, anonymously. They don't see who, who sees it. They don't see what departments, you know, the ideas come from. They don't know anything. They just see the idea itself. Mm -hmm. And then from what's been presented to them, they will look at it from a high-level strategic um, perspective to see, you know, how they how they can use a flavor of it or use it or implement it. Um, and the ideas are always varied. So, and it's good because bottom line is the Power I team is comprised of individuals from across the organization. Um, it doesn't matter how long you've been here for. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter your rank. It doesn't matter anything. We take a cross section of the team and we try to get every division or department represented. So usually the Power I team is 14 to 16 in strength and number to accommodate everyone across the board. Mm -hmm. And um, and so we get feedback from everyone. We get ideas and then we also get feedback because other people will hear the ideas and say, well, that would be great for my department because X, Y, and Z, or that might negatively impact me if we do these changes. So it it's, it's really comes from the people that are doing the job. I don't want to call it grassroots, but it really comes from the lower ranks. It doesn't come from the fourth floor. It doesn't come from the top and, and come down. Yeah. It comes from the people that do the job every day, and they can really see the true impact. Um, you know, it's, it's really a, it's really a, a best practice across multiple organizations, how we have it structured here. So, you know, it's, and it's so far so good. You know, it's been a lot of internal positive feedback from across the organization. So it's like an in-house focus group or a think tank? Pretty much, yes. I think that sounds really cool. Mm -hmm. So circling back just a little bit, sure. you're a part of the corporate development group. That is correct. Can you give us an overview of what that department does? Sure. Uh, corporate development, yeah, I know when people say corporate development, they think development like um, academic, you know, training, but it's not that. It's really internal development of projects and programs. So Paula Schombach is the manager or she's the head of, of corporate development. And they, right now there are three departments within this, this uh, well, three uh, areas within this department. First, you have our project management team. Uh, so that team... Uh, pretty much manages all major enterprise-wide projects that usually have an IT spin to it. We have a data and analytics team that really, they're working on the internal dashboards. They're, they're taking the data from all our internal systems and they're creating these dashboards and reports for, um, for our executives or for other managers based upon inquiries so people can see, you know, they can get analytics and they can make intelligent decisions based off of data, mm -hmm. data-driven data decisions. Um, and then there's my team, the process improvement analyst, which I said uh, helps with internal uh, process improvement uh, initiatives, as well as uh, I handle the innovations piece. Trying to make everything more efficient. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Keeping us all in line. I love it. 
So what are some uh, some ideas that have already been discussed or may have already come from the power team? Uh, I would say we're in our third iteration of the power I team. We have um, the past two have generated over 100 ideas Whoa. in total. Yeah, a lot. A lot. I mean, I was surprised uh, as how many came from there. That's good engagement. Yeah. Um, now, it's just interesting why when we say we rank the ideas, there's no bad ideas, but some of them have more value or benefit to the environment, to our customers, or to PwC mm -hmm. in one way or another. So that's when we say we rank them. It's not due to personal preference. It's due to the impact across um, multiple attributes. Some things fit, some things don't. We get it. We right. We have those type of uh, creative <laughs> yep. things where it's like you're throwing stuff on the wall and see yeah. what sticks. I so, wonder if it's like, well, Google gets free jelly beans. Can we have free jelly beans? Well, that's exactly some of the ideas that come through. Mm -hmm. Some of them, um, some of them are really forward thinking, um, and some of them are really abstract. Um, we've had some th that were, for example. Uh, on top of our roofs here in the Ops and Admin building, they're flat. And when you look out the window, people are like, well, why don't we have rooftop gardens? Mm -hmm. You know, it could capture the sunlight, create air, give a place for the employees to go and take a break. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't have to walk around out in the, the streets. They can walk up upstairs around the roses. I love that. So there was ideas such as that. Um, there was ideas such as just something basic as like, you know, the water tanks that, that you see around town. You know, alter the time when we run the pumps to fill them, and that will help save PwC money. Mm -hmm. You know, so there have been ideas that have come through that way. Mm -hmm. um, one or two ideas that came through, actually one that actually got implemented. Uh, it originally started as called as the PwC gift shop. They thought, why don't we have a shop here in the building where people can come and buy PwC swag, kind of like a university bookstore. Yeah, you could buy hats and coasters and umbrellas and sweatshirts mm -hmm. and any type of gear that has PwC, you know, part of the team um, through. So that was the idea. But then when it went through the feasibility and it got discussed amongst the team, the core power I team, you know, there were some concerns. Well, who's going to run it? Uh, where's it going to be? You mm -hmm. know, uh, you know, what uh, what's going to be in it? Who's going to sell it? You know, what is the cost related to it? Why can't people just go on Amazon? Why can't, mm -hmm. you know, or whatever? So what it came down to was um, it now morphed and it is now called the Swag Shop, which is the self-service vending machine that's down in the break room down yeah. on the first floor. It's been so, very popular. It, it has. It's it, super it, popular because I keep going down to get a sweatshirt and they're always sold out. <laughs> I want a sweatshirt so bad. Right. <laughs> and, and what's good, it now leads... Um, what right now procurement has is responsible for it, and it leaves them an open door for ideas. It doesn't have to be just the same, you know, PwC blue. It can be different colors. It could be different types of gear, different materials of sweatshirts and performance shirts. And I saw, you know, there's a logoed umbrellas, which yeah. is good because a lot of people don't carry umbrellas. And when it's raining to go to their car, mm -hmm. they might run down there at the last minute and pick one up. Yep. So, uh, you know, I personally have enjoy. I've purchased a shirt or two from there. I, I, I like those performance shirts. Mm -hmm. So I use this, you know, I would wear that out on the golf course or, you know, on the beach, you yeah. know, just uh, anywhere else out, you know, other than just wearing it to work. So um, to me, that was a really great idea. And it actually went all the way through. I've heard a lot of positive feedback about the swag shop. People love it, love it, love it. 
looking ahead, what what are some uh, some things that you could see possibly coming uh, in the future? I guess looking next year and, and then maybe as far as like maybe five, 10 years from now. Um, well, from for the innovations team, for the power I team, what Correct. we're doing new for 2022 is um, we've the team is going more virtual than in person. In the past, you like to have the face-to-face, that interaction, a roundtable discussions. So because we, not everyone works here at, you know, at, in, on this- On the facility. In, in the main operations and admin building or right. in the warehouse, they work out the plants. So we've expanded it to be a little more virtual so we can have a little more uh, inclusion from those guys that work out in the plants or in the field so they can they can access the meetings from the phone. Okay. You know, they just pull it right up. They don't feel um, as isolated by doing that. Exactly. So we're going a little bit more virtual, not due to COVID, but just due to inclusion to have more, um, to expand our, our footprint of employees. Uh, we're, we're having a new online portal this year, opening up to all of PwC because not everyone has uh, they feel that maybe they have the time to join the team and, and mm-hmm. dedicate certain time to it. So, and ideas come at any time, you know, at everywhere, anytime. And sometimes you don't remember your ideas. So we're opening up an online portal. There's going to be an email announcement should be going at any day now. Okay. That's going to announce that to the organization. Uh, so those are two things that we're doing that I've done uh, internally to innovate our innovations team. Mm-hmm. Um, but to look forward, uh, what's to come from it, it's really hard to say because who knows what's going to come from the latest mm-hmm. group of, of uh, innovators within the Power I team. Uh, I see that there will be some more, um, I could see there could be some really interesting ideas because right now the Power I team, uh, the composition, it does come from across the organization, but the tenure, the, the, the seasoned professionals, the amount, the, the, those that have been working here at PwC, the first one or two groups was very uh, diverse when it comes to, to experience, mm-hmm. you know, working here at PwC, not working external. We've had people working for up to one year to 30 plus years gotcha. and all in between. But because our workforce here is evolving and changing and there's been a lot of, it's, it's a good thing. A lot of people have retired. That mm-hmm. means that you know, people love working at PwC. They stay here forever. Yeah. Uh, but we have a, we're coming through a phase where there's a lot of turnover. So this current Power I team, out of the 14 persons that are in the team, team members, we have one that's been here for 31 years. We have one that's been here for over 10 years. And then the remainder of the team has been about three years or less. Oh, wow. So there's a lot of new faces. There's a lot of new names, a lot of new people from different backgrounds, different academic backgrounds, different professional backgrounds um, that are part of the team. So I'm really excited to see what ideas, maybe from where they've worked prior Mm -hmm. or where they've lived prior, um, what they bring to the team and what ideas come from this. So what's going to come in the next year or two or three? I don't know, but I think there could be some really um, interesting ideas coming forward. I'm looking forward to that. That's, that that sounds really exciting. <laughs> this has been a very intriguing interview. Like I just enjoyed listening and learning, and I'm not going to hold you any longer. We're going to sure. try to get you out of here. Uh, one of the things we did want to try to incorporate, especially with these personnel profiles, or to get your your outlook on certain things aside from work. Mm-hmm. So what we decided to do was look up what is the number one trending thing going on today. And it's Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th is the trending thing. It's said to be 
bad luck in our culture. So I didn't know we were going with this. I thought this was just an idea. <laughs> so do you have any memorable, kooky, or bad luck memories from Friday the 13th? <laughs> do you think yes. you're afraid of like not walking under ladders Act or something? Actually, I do. Um, two memories for Friday the 13th, and I'll try to be quick. I'm from Jersey. We talk a lot. We talk fast. I've tried to slow it down. I've tried to be Go targeted, so I apologize. Um, first thing is when, when I was younger, I'm going to say probably around 11, 12, 13, I had a, a group of guys, and we'd always hang out. And one night, we or we uh, rented, you know, back then with the VHS tapes and everything, <laughs> old school. And You're I, dating yourself. Yeah, we rented... <laughs> All up to that time, I think there was probably four. Now there's like 10 of them. I don't know. Uh -huh. Like Friday 13th movies. Yeah. And we watched all of them one night. And, you know, we were kids and we freaked ourselves out. It mm -hmm. was pretty, pretty cool. So that's always been a memory whenever I talk to these guys. It was always like Friday 13th has always been our thing. Yeah. Something to bond over. The second thing is um, when I used to work in Jersey and I used to commute, uh, I used to drive to work about 45 miles each way. And I used to go up and down the New Jersey Turnpike, which was like a racetrack. Yeah. Um, I did get pulled over once and it happened to be on a Friday the 13th. <laughs> so I had uh, another gentleman that I used to work with who was almost like my mentor at that company. Um, I told him about the story. And then every Friday the 13th, he sends me a text message. Since then, I, uh, I'm still friendly with him uh -huh. today. And I'm, we're going on probably 15 years already since. He's still, don't speed. You're <laughs> going to work. It's Friday the 13th. Don't speed. I love it. So I actually was driving today. And I was I thinking, love it. I better not speed just in case. And I actually have the text, text message here. And yesterday, I sent him a message. Uh -huh. I said, tomorrow's Friday the 13th. I'm not going to speed. No worries. <laughs> So, um, yeah. So that's great. Those, that's, those great. Are, that's my Friday 13th memories. Those, those were great. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> well, Kevin, thank you for joining us for this episode. We really appreciate getting to know you. We hope our audience has enjoyed this episode. And we want to encourage them to please continue to listen to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it's Apple, Spotify, whatever platform you're familiar with. Also, please follow us on our social media, F-A-Y-P-W-C. That is the handle for Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook. Uh, also, tap into our next door, our LinkedIn, get more information uh, that may not be on our wide stream uh, social media platform. Sometimes we niche it for next door if it's something just for your neighborhood or if you're trying to look for a career opportunity, uh, you might see some of that on our LinkedIn. Courtney, what you got? Well, just one thing um, that Kevin kind of mentioned, he he has a very interesting career background. So it sounds like to me, um, be brave. Don't put yourself in a box and, um, you know, put yourself out there and who knows where you may land. Mm -hmm. So with interns coming on board, that should be good advice for them, especially. Absolutely. Absolutely. Kevin, thanks again. Courtney, thank you for uh, being my co-host. You're welcome, Lamont. And we want to thank our audience for listening. Catch us next time on the next episode of PwC Connections. Take care.